Welcome to the Theatre Review Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ward. And today we're talking about Cake, the Marie Antoinette playlist, which I just saw at the Mast Mayflower Studios in Southampton. And I should start by saying that I booked my tickets for this show a few months in advance on the strength of choreographer and director Drew McConey's name because I loved what he did in Jesus Christ Superstar. And I also want to say, I feel like Cake, this piece, could be a musical theatre moment. Let me explain. The piece is innovative in so many ways. First of all, the plot revolves around two female anti-heroes, a fraudster and an out-of-touch royal. Secondly, this is the first time that I've seen dance entirely integrated into a very contemporary one-act musical, so much so that I think the billing, which uh, has the piece as part concert, part show, part ballet, is absolutely justified. Thirdly, the score. The score is very modern, and it's written by an actual bona fide pop hit writer, Jack McManus. The songs are strong. And what it means is we get a new look at the story of Marie Antoinette involving power, bling, and fraud, all set to this hot, sticky soundtrack of house bangers, fiery rap, and a huge power ballad that every aspiring vocalist will be adding to their audition book. So the show is set in France. We're in 1745. Revolution and class war is in the air. The rich are not only getting richer, but also becoming more and more unaccountable, which sort of sounds familiar, doesn't it? And it is a point that this piece makes. Marie Antoinette is queen, and we kind of think we know that story and we all know how that ended, but the twist here is that Cake gives us a little-known historical subplot based on fact, which involve diamonds, a con artist, and a cardinal. This story has a strong dramatic arc, but it also allows a creative and kind of political viewpoint on the similarities between the moral vacuum and insidious inequity that led to the French Revolution and some of the things that we see happening all around us today. But in this version of Revolution à la Française, there are no young men with loose mullets and overneck shirts waving flags. No, what we get is a stark, stripped-back look with a strong house sound that gives space to the performers to tell the story. The piece kicks off with the exhortation to light the fuse and the incredible René Lam as Jean leads us into the story, setting the scene and the show's point of view. She raps, she sings, and she provides the energy that drives the story forward. This is the third show that I've seen her in and her star shines ever brighter every time. Miss Lam is joined by an ensemble cast of four dancers who are incredible. They give life to Drew McConey's choreography, which mixes his beautiful fluidity with a, an urban sharpness and classic musical theatre light shade and shape to create a hypnotic physical storytelling form. But here's the thing. If the dancers had just danced, everyone would have gone home happy talking about how amazing the ensemble was. But... The dancers also play characters, and they have great vocals. Both Travis Ross as the Cardinal and B. Terry as Nicole shone in their roles. Now, we hear about Marie Antoinette before we meet her. Once again, another great classic musical theatre device. Think Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls, for example. But when Zizi Stralin enters as Marie, it is breathtaking. She plays Marie as a sexy pop princess, a kind of hot, posh Britney. Miss Stralin gives us heat. She gives us star quality as a dancer, actor and singer. She gets all pussycat dolls in the song Tax. She dances full out with the company and then delivers this huge power ballad later in the show. 
Her performance is, is confident and generous, and these are also qualities that she imbues her character Marie with and which ultimately lead to the character's downfall. You see, despite being young, hot, rich, and powerful, Marie is unsatisfied in her marriage and her life, and she wants to get down and dirty with the plebs. Jean, meanwhile, wants to get out of her plebeian life, and she cons a cardinal to get her into the palace. The meeting between the two characters is in that great levelling location, the other throne, in the loo. That's right, they meet in the loo. And from passing the Queen loo roll, Jean worms her way into the monarch's life. The relationship between the two lead characters and the actors who played them is key to the success of this show. There is a contrast in the characters' backgrounds and, and their wants, but also a sense of each completing the other, and this makes the show's finale even tougher to take. My understanding is that although it is great, Cake, this piece is still developing and there are a couple of loose ends, I think. Some of the book scenes still feel a bit stiff and information heavy. There's also the challenge of this energy differential between very high impact musical numbers and then speech. And I think this leads to some subtle plot points being lost maybe about three quarters of the way through, which just makes us as the audience work a little bit harder in the final scene. But looking at the quality of the rest of the piece, I'm sure that book writer Morgan Lloyd Malcolm will solve this quickly because it feels like structurally the piece is tight. Now, on the night I saw Cake, there were only around 40 people in an auditorium that seats 450, and I found this surprising for a show on a Friday night directed by an Olivier Award winner and featuring a major West End name. I'd love to understand why this piece was so badly sold. Maybe, uh, maybe my taste is vastly different from the rest of the world. Uh, maybe the marketing campaign or the PR needs a bit tweaking or, or did somebody at the venue maybe just drop the ball? I don't know, but I would love to learn. Cake is now on tour around the UK and will only continue to develop, deepen and strengthen. This is a piece that deserves to be seen and celebrated. And you know what? In a few years' time, I really... I really want to be happily boasting that I saw Cake at the beginning before it took over the world. And you know what? I would kick myself if I didn't get a line like this into the episode. This piece is the best kind of cake. It satisfies your soul without leaving anything on your hips. Totally recommended. Go and see it. Thank you for listening to the Theatre Review podcast. You can subscribe free of charge and check out all the other episodes. Please remember to like and share this episode and let me know if you'd like me to review your show. Thanks for listening and I'll see you soon.